0: Hello, listeners. Our next virtual event will take place this Wednesday, March 17th at 3 p.m., and we'll feature a conversation with Norm Ornstein of the American Enterprise Institute. This, the discussion will focus on the Senate filibuster, potential reforms, and will of course, be taking your questions. To sign up, visit thedsrnetwork.com and select events in the main navigation menu. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts from Deep State Radio. This is our weekly conversation in which we recap some of what's happened, look forward to some of what's about to happen, both within our DSR network of podcasts and out there in the big world. I am joined as always for Deep Thoughts by Chris Cotmore. How are you doing, Chris?
0: Doing great now that Syracuse is in the tournament.
1: Well, congratulations on uh, that. It's also encouraging that March Madness is here because maybe it'll get warm out. I thought, you know, over the weekend we were heading in that direction, and then I got up this morning at the insistence of our dog and went outside, and it was like a million degrees below zero. It was yeah, it was cold. It was horrible. So, I'm uh, I'm not happy about that, but assume that you know basketball tournaments and other irreversible signs of progress are out there. I'm just going to sit here in our little podcast studio and wait it out. Um, I start these things off usually with a bit of a rant of one sort or another uh, primarily because um, it's therapeutic for me. Nobody on our Slack for members has uh, said that I shouldn't, you know, and so I'll continue until you start saying I shouldn't. You know, one of the stories over the weekend, and I just saw a, a piece from the, the Washington Post, you know, one of its, its newsletters. Uh, the, the piece came out this morning and the, the, the headline is, Biden is due for a news conference, but they can be risky. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, are we really, is this really where we are? Um, you know, uh, the, pat- the last administration, The president did some news conferences, not many, by the way, but he did some news conferences and he lied the whole time. His staff did news conferences. They lied the whole time. Every single day of this administration, the White House press secretary has gotten in front of the press, answered every question they had and done so truthfully. So the White House is producing truth. They're also actually getting things done. Um, And yet, The New York Times had a story about not enough press conferences. Um, The Washington Post has just run this thing about not enough press conferences. And you start thinking, you know, what is this story really about? Is it about the communication strategy of the White House? Or is it about the needs of the reporters? Because the reporters are having a problem. There is no scandal. You know, at this point in the Trump administration, the National Security Advisor had resigned because he was tied up in the collusion of the Trump administration with foreign governments and lying to the FBI and so forth. Um, They were already enmeshed in scandal, so there was a lot to write about every single day. And now reporters have got to face this president who doesn't come out of the Oval Office except to announce concrete achievements, who's produced Dozens of executive orders producing progress. The largest, most consequential piece of social re- legislation passed in the United States since probably the mid-1960s, uh, 60-ish years ago, um, uh, and, uh, you know, is simply going about doing his business. And and these these journalists, you know, they're writing stories about the president's dogs you know like you know, Ma- you know major was harassing um you know uh, some you know security officer in in in, in the white house or or it, you know is he taking too many weekend trips to delaware which is practically in washington you know i mean is like an hour outside of washington he's going to his home he's not playing golf he's not you know, spending a vast fortune of money, you know, on, on, on resorts that he owns. He's just doing what a president does and he's doing it well. And he's not producing scandals. And rather than sort of report, well, things are going fine. Be, you know, they don't want to do it because that doesn't get clicks. I, I don't know. Does, does this aggravate you as much as it does me?
0: I don't think okay. I... It aggravates me, but I, that's what the press secretary is for. If he needs to come out and address something, he'll come out and address something. You know, he addressed the nation last week. And yet to your point, I mean, the news cycle in the Trump administration was nonstop. And I think news organizations are looking for clicks and trying to get them whatever way possible
1: you know, if they want to report about scandals, we still have a lot left over from the last administration. I mean, you know, we talked uh, last week a couple of times with uh, Olivia Troy and Elizabeth Newman on our Ask the Blob podcast, and then later in the week um, with Ryan and Kavita, which we did a kind of a roundup of the week. You know, the last president, you know, was involved, uh, you know, in in what, what could have been the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Americans, uh, often for corrupt reasons. That's a scandal. There was an insurrection on in Capitol Hill. Uh, that's a scandal. There were allegations of um, uh, tax fraud, very well detailed, that are seem to be turning into court cases. That's a scandal. He tried to rig the election. There's uh, the Atlanta Fulton County prosecutors going after him for that. That's a scandal. He was accused and. A number of 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 rapes and sexual harassment cases. That's a scandal. Um, There are civil suits against him on that front. There's a civil suit against him from, um, you know, Mary Trump um, uh, regarding, you know, cheating her part of the family out of out of the family fortune by fraud. Um, uh, E. Jean Carroll, who was on on my sister's podcast, uh, you know, has a has a suit about his Sexual assault on her, in which we're waiting to actually hear him deposed. If the media wants to report on scandals, report on those scandals. Don't make up nonsense about this administration. Um, did you take anything particular away from Olivia and Elizabeth uh, last week?
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, they're they're all about accountability as as part of the Republican Accountability Project, and I think you know the. The pursuit of that sort of accountability, you know, across the entire Republican Party, but in particular with Donald Trump, is is important. They, with that said, it's not moving very quickly. So, to your earlier point, there's no, there's nothing to write about. I mean, you can write about the court cases, and people can talk to the, you know, to the fact that he's facing all of these charges, but there's nothing imminent.
1: Well, I think that's what it I mean, you know, you've been in that business, you know, with with you know, what we do here, what we used to do at foreign policy, what you used to do at the Financial Times. The way they monetize these businesses is that they get, you know, they drum up attention, but the job of the journalist is simply to report things as they are and you know, you know, frankly, what I I like a president to be a little bit like I don't know, the pilot on a plane I'm on, you know. Um, I'm perfectly happy that they're in, you know, in charge of the levers and 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 systems of the plane that they've been hired to be in charge of. Um, I, I'm glad they know where they're going. And I consider it a successful flight if I never think about them again. You know, I, I want to get off and get where I was going. You know, get with the get where I was hired. You know, hiring them to take us. And um, you know, so far I think that's precisely what, what Joe Biden has has been doing. And you know, he's not perfect. And there are some areas where I'm frustrated, and sure, I'd love to have seen him, you know, take a stronger stance on MBS or fight harder for a $15 minimum wage. Or frankly, I would have preferred him. To, this is just a personal preference to take a stronger stand on on uh you know what? What should be done with Andrew Cuomo, who I think is kind of an odious governor here in New York State. Um, uh, but I, you know, I'm a grown-up. I don't expect it all to be
0: perfect. But it has been, I also it's been six, 60 days. I mean, right? we're two days. There's, or something. there's plenty of time Just to throw up. Well, there's plenty of time to get all these other other things accomplished. You know, it's not like you have to do everything in the first two months, and of course, there has to be some compromise. But it, well, I don't know—is there precedent for presidents coming out and speaking to the press corps on a regular basis? I, I just don't well,
1: know. other presidents, other presidents have done press conferences sooner. But I would add other presidents did not live in the age of social media when there are constant streams, flows of information um, out of the White House via tweets from staff, via tweets from the cabinet, uh, via other social media mechanisms. You know, and they didn't live in an age when every single press briefing of the White House um, press secretary was, was, was publicized. Um, there is a torrent, you know, of, of information, a tsunami of information flowing out of the white house. And I think what we should be looking at is, is it true or not? And are the questions that get posed getting answered? And, you know, there are, you know, Ron Klain, who has been on our show and who I've known a long time white house chief of staff was on Mehdi Hassan's Sunday night MSNBC show and Mehdi Hassan, hit him with tough question after tough question after tough question about everything from the MBS to the $15 minimum wage to whatever. And you wanna know something? He answered them all. He didn't lie. He was, the, he was willing to take tough questions from a tough questioner, not go on to, you know, you know into, into some place where, where it was all gonna be uh, softballs. I think they're doing a good job. Uh, at this. And, you know, I'm perfectly willing to go and say, you know, I, you know, I, they, they made a mistake when they made a mistake, but I just, I just think this is all manufactured and even some very good journalists are doing it. And I think it's nonsense. And frankly, I think the American people know it's nonsense and they just tune it out and they watch the Grammys, which I did, which is why I'm wearing, you know, a feather bow like Harry Styles right now.
0: I watched the Grammys as well became a Billie Eilish fan after I watched her documentary on HBO max. And, you know, she won, she swept the awards last year and she won, I guess, album of the year. There's a no, difference song between of
1: the, song of the year, so, album of the year was, was a um, oh, record uh, folk, of the folklore. Year. Oh, record. Yeah. But yeah, but it was, yeah. you know, it was fairly entertaining. I got a lot of shit. I actually deleted a tweet after I tweeted it out because I, I made a, a, a unflattering comparison between Trevor Noah and Chuck Todd and and Jimmy Fallon cuz I just don't find Trevor Noah funny. And immediately legions of Trevor Noah stands started kicking my butt. Um and I was I was texting a family member at the time and she said delete your tweet and I was like okay I'll delete it. <laughs> There's no there's no shame. <laughs> There's no I don't have to offer my opinion on absolutely everything all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm not I think Trevor Noah was trying to not be over the top f- funny last night. It just yeah.
1: no, I think that's right. I, just don't, I, I find him boring. You know, it's just I just the reality is I find most of the late night comedians boring. As you know, I'm biased about John Oliver. My daughter works for the John Oliver show, she's a writer there and I think John Oliver is great. And I don't know if you saw it, but last night he totally dropped a bomb an atom bomb on Tucker Carlson in a 24 minute segment, you know, just laying it out there, you know, that Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist and there's no way around it. And, um, and I think he's good and he's pretty edgy. And I think Seth Meyers is pretty good and he's pretty edgy. And I, you know, if James Corden and, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel disappeared off television forever. I wouldn't miss it. And the same is true
0: with Trevor No. And I can't say I've ever watched Samantha B. I've never watched Samantha B either, but I, I, I'm kind of a Jimmy Fallon fan. I found his shows that he did from home with his family kind of soothing in the beginning of all this. It was humanizing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it used to be something when, you know, there were three channels and you had to watch one of those things. But now, you know, when I'm going to bed, I'm watching some, you know, Scandinavian murder with subtitles every night. Um, In fact, you know, I'm starting to have dreams of like polar bears. But I have to find something new to
0: watch. We've reached the end of the Internet, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, this is not the place. But if you're out
1: there listening to this, uh, and you have some good idea, what are you looking for, Chris?
0: I'm just looking for the next Queen's Gambit. It's like constantly searching for the next Queen's Gambit. Like I, I mean, I'm watching Servant right now, and Handmade Tales will come back, I think, in April.
1: Have you Have you uh, watched um, the Bureau? No. The Bureau is a French series about uh, spies. Um, with it's called with the,
0: subtitles? It is subtitles, yeah. So then I have to pay attention.
1: You, you, Yeah, you do.
0: Or be fluent in French. I'm not sure if that's one of your skill sets. but While I am French, I am not fluent, which my wife makes fun of constantly.
1: Um, well, it, it's excellent. And that's the thing is we've run out of the U.S. internet because we've seen the shows. So. Now we go and watch shows from everywhere. And frankly, I have found, uh, I don't know if people who, who are among our members have found it most, you know, I mean, we, we started out as an international affairs, and national security podcast, which is still our sort of uh, anchor podcast. And, you know, most of my life was spent traveling. In fact, three years ago, two years ago, my wife and I spent 300 days on the road. And, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the thing about COVID that has been so devastating is that you don't travel, but if you go to Netflix or Amazon and you watch French, German, Icelandic, Danish, Swedish, Korean, Mexican, Spanish, Italian television, like we have Indian, even an Indian series we watch, um, it's like traveling. It's like it's, yeah, it's, I'll have a, to check
0: I'll I'll have to check some of the some of them out.
1: Yeah, no no, it's 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 a, it's it's a good way to um to to divert yourself. Um so we have coming up this week um the usual slate of shows. A little later today we'll do our anchor show and we'll talk a little bit about what foreign policy and national security like are likely to look like post-COVID since we seem to be coming to the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, at the end of the week, we'll do our regular usual show in which we will probably examine what the Merrick Garland era is likely to be like at the Department of Justice and you know, what kind of new cases and drama will emerge there. We, we just heard today that two people were charged in the uh, brutal beating that led to the death of uh, police officer, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick today. So I think we're likely to have more um um news on that and uh uh you know we've got all the other usual ones scheduled i didn't get to listen to the secret life of cookies on friday uh, with the second lady of connecticut uh, whose husband is one of the great rising stars in american politics and i understand he made an appearance on the podcast
0: he made an appearance though his his uh, Giselle's computer was was low, so he had to really duck down because he's six eight. He's he's very tall, but it was a it was a great show. She has well, this, you know, this one, is
1: John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor of
0: Pennsylvania. That's right, John Fetterman, who's running for Senate. Right, uh, but his wife came to the United States as an undocumented immigrant, and she spent her childhood essentially they you know she she told the story of how they found an apartment it was unfurnished they would go searching for furniture and even food you know on, on bulk trash day she was undocumented for some time so she had to be this like model student to not stand out and just kind of be quiet um but she's gone from that to she's not just a second lady of Pennsylvania but she's also the founder of several uh, organizations in in the Pittsburgh area to help those in need, one of which is the free store where people can go and get necessities. She has a uh, partnerships with places like Costco who I learned um, and many many other store stores do the same thing. they discard, Yellow bananas, because people want green bananas and have them ripen at home. So they discard all of these perfectly good yellow bananas. Well, she has partnerships now where they donate these kinds of things to uh, to the free store, um, and she has a couple of others. In fact, they were baking lasagna and lasagna love or something where they they bake a lasagna for a neighbor and they bring it to their house and there apparently are are these types of organizations throughout the country so you know she was essentially saying anybody can get involved that's cool so it sounds like it was a good show it was great she's she was great really enjoyed the conversation yeah i've been
1: really pleased you know i thought it was a kind of a wacky idea over the holidays to have my sister do a podcast. That involve talking to people while baking, but people seem to really relax. They talk about the same topics that we talk about on other sh- our other shows, but they provide a different perspective. Um, and it's been a kind of a different crowd. Well, there's been some overlap in the crowd, but it, the conversations have been very different. Uh, the, it seems to me the response from listeners has been good.
0: Yeah, it's it's gotten good reviews from from people. Um, you know, and plus, I mean, you can learn things about people that you wouldn't necessarily get speaking to them just from sort of a a professional standpoint. Like we learned that, uh, the Fettermans live in a converted car dealership. It was (laughs) the first indoor car dealership in the country. And when they, when they bought it, uh, they had to remove an old Chevy with a with a crane to get it out, outside of the house but yeah they they live in where you know their living room is like where the showroom was so it's kind of cool It sounds like street, a very
1: very interesting couple and he has been super outspoken and it seems to me that uh, he's a he's got a fair shot at becoming a senator from pennsylvania
0: yeah i think he does i think he does
1: um yeah homegrown homegrown and and different well it'd be great to have some new voices out there I, I i have to say i find covering watching participating in politics in washington has been enlivened a lot by the new voices that are involved with it. it's not to say that the joe biden's aren't you know still playing a central and comforting role or nancy pelosi or schumer but uh, I'm, I'm glad for the infusion of new talent, including, you know, AOC or um, I, I think my own personal favorite at the moment, and there's a lot of Congress people I like and many appear on our show, so I don't want to play favorites. But I think Katie Porter is fantastic and, you know, she's smart and she doesn't take any bullshit from anybody and she lays it out there uh, in, in constructive ways And I think, you know, a person like that plays a huge role and communicating the American people, what's really going on and holding, holding people in power and wall street and big companies accountable. I don't know if you have a favorite, but at the moment, Katie Porter, isn't it?
0: I I don't, I don't have a favorite.
1: We've been lucky. You know, Jamie Raskin has been terrific. Ted Lou has been terrific. Uh, um, uh, Debbie Dingell, who I think we'll have on maybe later this week. From Michigan has been great. Uh, Veronica Escobar was great. Val Demings was great. I just think back on the the, the one, Ted Deutsch has been um, uh, terrific. I you know I think back on each one of those conversations. We're going to try you know I mean I, every week or two to have somebody who is a decision maker. And now that the administration is kind of sort of settling into place in the next few weeks we'll start reaching out to some of the folks in high places in the administration and try to get them on. Um, we've we've been just sort of giving that a wide berth because, you know, they're getting sworn in. Nobody wants to, you know, you can't, you can't actually appear on shows like this if you haven't gotten confirmed and so forth. Um, uh, but, you know, I think that's an important part of, our, of what we're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, but I as I said, we should have there there' are one or two that are pending for this week or next week. so keep an eye out there. go to the dsr dot um, com to find out more about that. and you know while you're there, I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, you know if you're a member already, that's why you're listening to this. Persuade somebody else. I and mean, you know, Chris, you need to find a way to help our members expand it. Give them a benefit of membership.
0: Adeb- yes, yes. I do. Uh, I gotta I gotta make that a priority. Um,
1: yeah, because you know you guys have I would I say one of the things we're luckiest about is that there are people out there. They come, they listen to several shows a week. They've been listening for a long long time. They listen to the whole program. They find that we are providing based on what we hear from feedback from them, kind of in-depth perspectives with interesting people. Um, that they don't get anywhere else. And we'll obviously continue to do that, but the more members we have, the more capability we've got to do that. Um, and uh, who knows, you know, uh, we, we, we've got some virtual events that people can participate in, but I sure hope that around September, we can get back to our plans of convening people together. You know, we, we, b- b- right as this hit, we were about to launch doing a big event in Washington um where our members could come and 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 spend a day with the the best of the guests um and and also some folks from some other great podcasts i you know i sure hope we're doing that in september
0: i i think we're going to be back i think this summer is going to be a blowout yeah no
1: i agree (laughs) i think (laughs) I think people are going nuts. Just the temperature sort of crossed 50 degrees in New York last week. And, you know, people were lying in the street in their bikinis, you know, sunbathing. I mean, you know, it was like the it's kind of exaggeration, not by much, though. Um, but I but I hope we get there anyway. F- to f- follow what we're doing, go to the DSrnetwork.com dot and, uh, and and and. Uh, of course, listen to the shows that we've got, starting with the one that we're doing a little bit later today, uh, which is our anchor show, in which our guests will be Corey Shaki and David Sanger and Rosa Brooks, as usual, as that has been uh, since the very beginning of Deep State Radio and even before. Uh, anyway, thanks, Chris, and uh, congratulations on Syracuse getting into the uh, Final sixty-four. We'll see how much further it gets from there. Yeah. We'll um, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, uh, you know, undoubtedly, we'll talk about that in greater length uh, in 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 the future. Anyway, you do the sign-off. I'll uh, I'll uh, sit here and admire your work.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone, and stay healthy. Bye bye.